Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Science, the show that breaks down the science of television and movies with a comedian and a scientist. Today, we're discussing Planet of the Apes. So I'll ask about biomimicry, swimming horses, and, well, apes. But first, a short word from our sponsor. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm your host Ethan Edinburgh and I've got two wonderful guests joining me today. Our first guest is a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Welcome to the show, Nick Luciano. Hi there. How's it going, Nick? It's going all right. Thank you for having me. Very, very excited to talk about the 2001 planet of the apes yes i'm excited as well and i thank you for saying that just in case people were confused we're not talking about the old school planet of the apes we're talking about tim burton's remake and and we're not talking about the new school planet of the apes either that's right we're talking about medium school planet of the apes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm psyched and we talked a little bit before the pod and funnily enough both of us had a similar experience where we saw this movie when it came out and then deleted it from our memory and we're kind of watching it for the first time again. Yeah, really, it really felt that way for me. And I, I kind of, it, it honestly wasn't as bad as I remembered it being, mm-hmm. uh, is how I felt. My expectations are very, very low. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I always try to have low expectations when going into a movie. And I, I, yeah, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. And But maybe I'm also just a sucker for Mark Wahlberg, especially young Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, who could not be a sucker for Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, good call. That guy is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nick, I just wanted to ask you before we get started if uh, you have any live shows that you've been doing or plan on doing. I know you were, you know, big in the UCB community, uh, but the the place has been shut down. So I'm curious what's going on. The place has been shut down. That's right. Uh, There are no live shows currently like scheduled but there's a few things that uh i've been working on that i'll be excited to announce and share like on my instagram and in the future for sure well i look forward to it um and if it's all right with you i'm going to introduce our next guest let's do it okay our second guest is the author of the amazon bestseller teeming how Superorganisms work to build infinite wealth in a finite world Welcome to the show, Dr. Tamsin Woolley Barker. Hi there. 
Hi, Dr. Tamsin. Uh, I thank you for joining us. I have so many questions, of course, about this movie, but also just about your life and what you do. <laughs> so I would love to start there. Uh, first of all, you got to tell us about this this book. Okay, well, uh, that was from 2017. <clears throat> and uh, I, I'm a biomimic by training and an evolutionary biologist and anthropologist. So I wrote that book uh, uh, applying my research on baboons and ants and honeybees to... Um, the way that we live and our the way we work and everything we do together. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, I did read that you had spent a lot of time with baboons specifically. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I lived in Ethiopia. I lived in a little tent by the river and uh, there were two different kinds of baboons that were um, interbreeding in this area. So they were the desert baboons with their strange social system and the, the regular savanna baboons. and. So I followed them around and I um, collected their samples, did genetic work, and studied uh, their social evolution. When you say samples, we talking about poop? Ah, uh, yeah, a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, putting uh, baboon uh, crap in jars in, in a tent in Ethiopia? Yeah, I'd feed them uh, different colored peanut butter and then I could track their, <laughs> <laughs> their shit. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm allowed to speak like that, though. No, you are. Absolutely. You can say anything you want. But I'm a little... Hold on a second. What do you mean different colored peanut butter? Well, like little blue food color, little, <laughs> little green food color. Of course, sometimes the, they get mixed up anyway, but, you know... <laughs> Wow, and it's I'm I'm happy to to hear that baboons love peanut butter as much as I do. Oh, they do. So, like, would you be keeping track of which baboon had which? Yeah. Like color peanut butter. Yeah, that's how I kept track wow. of which ones were which. Wow, and what is the science behind putting food coloring in peanut butter? <laughs> I don't know that there is one. <laughs> it was my workaround. I had some food color and I thought that'll work. It sounds like that would be my favorite day of elementary school. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a lot of uh, crap adventures with my my team. <laughs> like like the time I, the time I ate a whole pineapple because I was so excited for some fresh fruit. And then, oh and then we had to go in the field and collect samples, and half of them were mine. It was very traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew that because you had mar you had put like purple food coloring in your pineapple. <laughs> no, mine were the ones that weren't colored. I kept saying, "No, no, you just want the blue ones." <laughs> I'm just seeing a whole team of scientists studying the results and finding out like, oh my God, that's that's yours. We've been spending months analyzing your crap, Tamsin. <laughs> I was really afraid of that. I was like, no, no, not that one. Why not? I don't know. I just don't feel that's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, well, let me ask you about baboons then. I mean, what makes baboons special? Why, you know, why dedicate time to them in particular? Yeah, well, um, these two baboons had a really different social structure and it kind of mimics the way that chimpanzees and humans are different um, with our social structures. So I was trying to use it as a model for your early human speciation. So um, just looking at how their mating system um, impacted their uh, evolution and speciation. Wow, okay, unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm simultaneously jealous that you've spent so much time doing this and also I could never do that. There's no <laughs> chance. I don't even like camping like for a weekend. Oh. So you're like way tougher than me. Um, so, you know, my hat is off. Um, but but I have to ask you also, I, I read that you are 
the dean of the Geoversity School of Biocultural Leadership in Panama. Is that true? That is true. So, um, well, how I got into it, I was, uh, you know, talking to different companies about teaming. And then um, the Biomimicry Institute had me go out to Panama and teach uh, their entrepreneurs um, the biomimicry business. And then uh, it was just incredible out there, right? It's like cloud forest, it's 12,000 acres, amazing. And um, they asked me to stay as the dean, so I did. But what I do there is, uh, what we're focused on is uh, biocultural renewal. So this idea that, um, you know, over tens of thousands of generations, humans have acquired all this great expertise for living in the world, you know, tending our forests. And we know that the Amazon rainforests are like human gardens, right? So um, how do we renew that kind of information that we had, that expertise, because a lot of it's getting lost. Uh, and and I, I think that uh, we're going to need that information to fight climate change and to preserve biodiversity. So climate change is real, you're saying? I think it is. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's weird. Well, uh, that's, that's, uh, incredible. I've always wanted to go to Panama. So, you know, maybe if you could get me into that school, I would have a reason to, oh, I don't yeah. know. Hey, we got a, um, I'm doing a workshop out there in August. Okay, perfect. I'll clear out my month. Yeah, it's rad. Kayaking. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, today we are Talking about Planet of the Apes, this 2001 movie. So as uh, Nick and I were talking about, we both saw it, our brains deleted it for some reason, and then rewatched it. So what, what is your history with this movie? Um, I watched it last night. <laughs> for the first time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. And give me your fresh uh, Planet of the Apes thoughts. Man, that's some junk. No. Um, <laughs> well, I was really upset. Um, I watched it with my children. I'm sorry. Sorry to upset you. <laughs> Traumatic film. They, it starts out with chimpanzees in cages, and then they're calling them monkeys the whole time, which is just mm. totally unacceptable. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg mm. did not seem like a primate expert. No, no, no love there. Even though he went off to get his chimpanzee, um, I wasn't yeah, feeling I, the love. There was a, you're right, there's a strange um, a polarization there to where it's like he's... He loves the monkey. He's like in charge of taking care of it, but then he calls it a monkey and just shows like disdain or like apathy. Yeah, he's kind of it. he's kind of a jerk to to it. Like it's Pericles, right? This this uh, mm -hmm. yeah. He he's kind of a jerk in the in the beginning, like right right out of the gate, right? Yeah, maybe, but that's part of his character is like charming jerk. <laughs> well, I think it was like an ownership thing of like you know because later on they kind of foreshadow mm. with the with the pets. Like the little girl is a pet in the cage. So it's sort right. of like, yes. um, you know, yeah, you, you like them. They're cute. They're pets. But that's sort of like slaves. Right. So uh, what else upset you? Um, that scene, that hot sex scene. Because my <laughs> sex life isn't even as cool as that. Oh, okay. So the it upset you because it was like, ah, oh, why am I not having a hot sex scene? Yeah, why am I not jumping on the chandelier and twirling around with orangutans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that upset me for a different reason, but uh, it was just all around upsetting. That's why yeah. you deleted it from your mind. Uh, yeah, honestly, that is probably a, a number one reason. Yeah, some of the... I mean, I get that they are like a human civilization now, so... 
you know they're they're being filmed as such but i gotta say and i'm gonna jump right to the end here because i i want your guys take on this at the end the thing that bothered me most about the movie even though i did enjoy it and and like you said nick it was much better than i remembered it actually um but at the end mark Wahlberg kisses on the mouth both the ape and the human girl like within 30 <laughs> seconds of each yeah, other yeah really disturbing <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I actually wanted to ask uh, a question about that moment in terms of your scientific opinion, uh, Dr. Uh, Wooly uh, Barker. Truly, I, I, I haven't said this yet. It's an honor to be having this conversation with you. Uh, I, I didn't know that this was going to be something I'd have the opportunity to do, to ask you and dissect Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes with you. Truly is a, an amazing opportunity. And so the kiss, let's talk about this kiss, if that's what we're doing here. <laughs> what if this let's say there was some so a kiss between a consenting like woman helena bonham carter ape and a mark Wahlberg? would would based on what you know and from your experience would there be an exchange even though they're different species would there be an exchange of pheromones or would oxytocin kind of set in uh, where they're like, wow, this is this is actually nice, or would it be like, oh, this isn't this just generally doesn't feel right? Well, I, I can't speak to that personally, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, wow, no, I that I got an image in my head that messed me up. Um, but no, but humans and chimps, you know, we're, we share like ninety eight point seven percent of our DNA, so um, probably pretty compatible. Uh, in the genetic sense, um, and there have been rumors over the years of hybrids, although nothing's been proven. Um, my advisor back at NYU actually got called to visit one of these hybrids to uh, verify it, but it was actually just a guy from New Jersey. <laughs> wait, <laughs> no oh, way. Okay. Wait, wait. So somebody claimed there was a hybrid, like someone, someone like who you would like a trusted source said. This is a this is a hybrid, and then, then then it was just a guy from New Jersey, like, like like a Wawa employee or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Marky Mark. Um. <laughs> Sounds like a bad prank that someone just hated their friend or hated like who their mom was currently dating. Yeah, but it was in. like on good uh, on good evidence. Like there was enough evidence to get my advisor out there. But um, and there was chromosomal stuff and all kinds of funky stuff. I mean, this was not your normal New Jersey man. Um, well, what does that mean? What what was different about this New Jersey man? I, I can't speak to that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, so so th this this hybrid thing is it? This is like you said. There's rumors to be hybrids. When you said that, I was thinking like, oh, like a while ago, before like present day, there were maybe hybrids that existed, but there is. But you're saying there's hybrids potentially now. Be yeah. Between, between the, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think genetically we're probably pretty compatible. Um, okay. Basically, wow. we're the we're just apes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think they would know what we like. I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you mean sexual preferences? I've okay. dated online, but that's where I draw the line. I see. Although I did it, I did date a guy in a gorilla suit. That did happen. Oh wow! 
Like he, like the guy showed up on the first date in a gorilla suit. Here, hold on, because this is a good, uh, this is a good teasing moment. So when we come back from the break, we're gonna hear about <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Tamsin's date with a guy in a gorilla suit. Uh huh. <laughs> the break is over. Here we go, back to the show about science. Okay, we're back, and everybody's clamoring to know why did you date this guy. Well, I said I was into primates, and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he took that as a you know uh, an invitation. So, um, yeah, he 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 was a, a like a rodeo clown wore a gorilla suit. Wow! So this was your Mark Wahlberg moment. Like you're Mark Wahlberg. You're you're Mark Wahlberg in this this scenario, and then this this guy is Helena Bonham Carter. It was just like that. Amazing. So yeah, you really have had experience that will uh, inform this movie, uh, <laughs> the review of this movie. Okay, so I want let's let's go back to the beginning. So okay. towards the beginning of this movie, there it's twenty twenty nine, which is tomorrow. Pretty pretty close. Eight, eight yeah, years like, from now. Yeah, eight years from now, and they're on this space research station. It says which has a bunch of people and chimps. Um, and so I wanted to just ask about like the history of chimps in space or chimps training for space. Uh, and yeah, just how, how that has gone down. And if you think that's a good idea for the future, maybe. I think this is like my, I was trying to think like, what is the most offensive thing I could even imagine? And it's probably sending chimps into space. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to volunteer yourself, but you know. So that's pretty disturbing. But we did have in the uh, what in the '60s there was ham was the chimpanzee that was sent um, into space, and um, I think they got him to do it by uh, getting him hooked on cigarettes. They got him hooked on cigarettes, like as treats. Yeah, so he would sit in the sit. I mean, not that he's going anywhere. But <laughs> yeah, drugs, man. <laughs> Oh my lord! Well, I had no idea. We gave cigarettes to monkeys oh, yeah, to chimps. Yeah, no, and it, um, the, like so, like when they do experiments with macaques, you know, it's like kind of a baboon. Um, they can either strap them in the chair or just give them Coke, Coca Cola, and that's that's all they need. Wow! And that calms them down. You're saying? Well, they're addicted to it. They just like the sugar. Oh, right, geez. they'll like they'll like kind of withhold, like like you're saying in this cigarette instance, like they'll sort of withhold. They'll get them familiar with cigarettes or like with Coke or something, or like Coca Cola, and then they'll withhold it. And then and then when you do, then they'll yeah, almost like a Pavlovian response then to like I say, yeah, you want this, you want this weed, you better come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I personally would never take off, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, they. Mark Wahlberg has a quote here towards the beginning where he says that the the, the monkey is gene spliced and chromosome enhanced. I. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> All right. So, uh, not accurate, I guess, would be the. My interest was peaked, but they never went back to it. I was like, and how? What kind? Right. Yeah, that's true. They kind of skipped over it, and then it's just explained that one of the monkeys gets violent and breaks out and kills everybody, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, maybe it's foreshadowing of, like, in the future, because of that, that's what triggers this new race of chimpanzees or whatever. 
Okay, yeah. I'll buy that. I also thought it was strange. I mean, this isn't technically a question, but the fact that we sent an ape before a human to check out that electromagnetic storm. But wouldn't it make more sense if we send like a robot, like a drone thing? Like why even send a living thing at all? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point. Maybe that's like, you know, what what the uh, this movie like, or maybe like there's some origins in the from the first movie of like, like human treatment with like animals or with apes and stuff like and maybe maybe somehow this story of ham it's possible that influenced the original planet of the apes somehow i think it did because wasn't the original french book written in 69 when right when they were doing that kind of stuff oh okay i see what you're saying so somebody was upset about yeah that. i think so and he was french so obviously <laughs> french. yes okay so let's let's get into the apes then because this is where i think i had the most questions and maybe this is where you were the most disturbed uh potentially as well so number one are you able to tell what kind of apes there were in the movie or is it just like no these are these are uh, genetically spliced chromosome enhanced uh, apes the only one i was really able to identify um was the trump guy the uh, orangutan uh-huh yep the orange yeah the one at the dinner table um but even so you know he didn't have the the cheek jowls and all of that so he would be a uh, a low-ranking orangutan the ch- that and then what about chimps and bonobos i thought they were kind of um messy with their species okay messy how yeah what's chimps and bonobos oh well so our closest relatives um not just oh, the, oh, yeah not just bono- the chimpanzees the yeah the uh, sweet little congo bonobo is our equal rela- uh, relative i see were they in the movie they were not hmm okay offensive yes and also they're very sweet so i guess that's why they got cut out Got you. Okay, so wh- who was the uh, the the good ape? She was. I maybe she was a bonobo. Could be because they're really into sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Bonobos are really into sex. Yeah, like they say, like chimps wage war and bonobos wage orgy. Oh wow! So this is like this is based on like just like long-term studies between chimps and bonobos chimps chimps go to war more and bonobos have more sex yeah well chimps have a really high murder rate and uh bonobos there's never been a murder that anyone has ever observed whoa yeah and so what they do is whenever they have conflict they just um go to town on each other whoa okay that sounds like a way better solution why why are the chimps killing each other uh, I think it has something to do with this movie. Like the the movie, the existence of this movie causes chimps to fight each other. I think so. I think that we know that from video games. <laughs> it's just it's only at screenings of this movie that chimps wage war. That's right. <laughs> no, I mean, what um, like what are they fighting over, or what makes them? Chimps are, um, you know, alpha males. The males are very dominant, and they push everyone around. If they're sharing food, it's for a booty call or to get an ally. Um, and they're violent, you know. They're pretty. They're they're bullies. Um, but then the bonobos uh, are just. So what they do is that the males still want to dominate, but any two females will gang up on them and shut it down. 
So it's their strategy for preventing violence and uh, keeping the peace. Wow. Got you. Okay, so once again, the females are intellectually superior, it sounds Correct. like. Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and do they hunt in packs? Are there apes or gorillas that do that? Because in this movie, that was another kind of a, a big deal, right? Yes, they absolutely do. And um, I think around 2001 is when they discovered that the chimpanzees were actually hunting monkeys in, um, uh, in an organized way. Whoa. Yeah. And that's actually how uh, HIV got into humans from the uh, chimps catching those monkeys, and then there was recombination of the HIV, uh, SIV, um, and then that jumped to humans. Oh, wow. Man, wow, so, the, so chimps, like, acting aggressively and, like, uh, like a violent, a predatory, yeah, having, like, having, uh, like, a predatory thing over monkeys sort of was a source for... Uh, a debilitating uh, HIV. Wow. Okay. Man, scary stuff. Violence across species uh, breeds diseases. It's very interesting. And, Which, oh, that's and, another part in the movie when they said humans carry diseases. And I was like, yes, that's true. Right. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, the apes don't have diseases. I mean, I assume they have just as many, no? I, yeah, and in fact, well, we would share the same diseases. We both are affected. I see. So that's scientifically inaccurate then, that uh, the, ape, the apes in the future, thousands of years in the future or whatever, they wouldn't be rid of disease. Uh, and then somehow humans have disease, but they don't. No, but the, the apes would probably be immune to their diseases, um, but some novel human disease would probably wipe them out. So that's accurate. Oh, oh, I see. Interesting. Okay. What I about, was like, uh, yeah, quarantine those humans. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move. Um, uh, just, to, just to brighten the mood, what about COVID-19? Uh, are, are apes, gorillas, chimps affected by that? Uh, yes, they are. Oh, damn. Okay. Because I, I, I did read at some point that I think, like, cats and dogs couldn't catch it. Even tigers. They, oh, they can all catch it, you're saying? <laughs> well, no, tigers have it. I, I just remember that, those disturbing reports in the beginning that the tigers had it. Oh, oh wow. right, yes. <laughs> I was like, and? Like, that's not really bothering me, but... <laughs> yeah, how often am I hanging out with a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> and that's really, you know, you're not worried about the COVID they're carrying. <laughs> Well, they, yeah, tigers wear masks too, so. Yeah, okay, so wait, let's talk about the jumping too then, because that, that also uh, disturbed me a little bit. And again, not a scientist, I'm a certified schmuck, but it seemed to me like the apes had superior jumping abilities. Yes, and I think that's where the chromosome thing came in. I think that was the, the gene slicing. Oh, okay. So that kind of, that, that kind of, uh, retconned as they say right like it kind of just explained it was like a like an umbrella explanation of like anything that we do that's weird with these apes is because of the chromosomes that's right okay so they can't jump i mean how high can they jump or how how fast not like that no yeah, yeah i had not i had never seen that so i had to ask <laughs> so they have more normal jumping abilities i mean they're better than we are but yeah okay they're not they're not kangaroos 
and 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 speed wise they were also like very fast and yet i i have to mention when they were trying to chase them not that fast no they're not that uh, i mean they can be fast but you know that's not really their thing because they're in dense forest circumstances you know and they've got the trees it's a three-dimensional environment for them okay um well with that scene they're they're chasing them to the water and uh the the good ape i don't know if she had a name or not i guess i have to look this up but uh, ari i think it's ari oh yeah. thank you so much okay yeah. so ari is in my opinion uh, unnecessarily scared of the water. She literally shrieks. Well, yeah. See it. And chimps totally swim. So what the hell? Uh, yeah. Wh- wow. Is there any possible explanation for that? They say that apes are afraid of the water and that they can't swim. Well, no, because the um, like in the Congo, the chimps uh, are actually pretty much bipedal and they um, just wade around in the water. They love the water. Are there any apes that, or, or chimps or anything that, that are afraid of the water or that don't know how to swim? I mean, I suppose just as we have to learn how to swim, maybe they have to learn how to swim. They might not love it, but um, mm. I don't think they're scared of it. But what is interesting is that if you put a human infant in water, um, like dunk their head under, they'll automatically hold their breath. It's an instinct. And oh. if you do it with a chimpanzee, they'll drown. Oh, my God, really? Yes, which, I mean, considering we share 99% of our DNA is very odd. This is the nugget that Tim Burton heard. I was like, all right, they're going to be scared of water now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I do love that it does, you know, make some sense because that's really strange. Yeah, it is really strange. Wow, I wonder what the explanation is for that. That's so weird. The aquatic ape theory. Oh, I, I would love to hear this. Actually... Here's another good tease. When we come back, we're going to get into the aquatic ape theory. (laughs) Oh, no. AAT, baby. (laughs) The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay, we're back, and it's time to dive into AAT, the aquatic ape theory. Because I have no clue what this is. I've never heard of this. Okay, so... um. Well, we have this idea of, you know, human, of man the hunter, and then it was woman the gatherer and all this stuff. But um, there's strong patterns of, um, you know, we're dependent on water. We have this strange naked skin that doesn't look like the other apes. It looks more like pig skin or hippo skin. Um, (laughs) Sorry, speaking to my... (laughs) Yeah, didn't you know that e- Ethan uh, is very sensitive to remarks about uh, being called a hippo? Oh, no. <laughs> That's what everyone called me in school, hippo skin. I hated it. Mud. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so um, there's all these things. Okay, so the skin and then uh, the way we are bipedal, you only see that um, in uh, some of the apes that are uh, very water-oriented. Um, and then with, there's even indications that we have... Uh, 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 musculature, vestigial musculature in our ears and our nose to block out the water. Uh, we hold our breath voluntarily, and maybe that's where music and um, singing came from. Um, there's there's a lot Wait, of... Wait, hold, holding, holding our breath voluntarily uh, is tied to where music and singing came from? Correct. Yeah, because chimps can't hold their breath voluntarily. 
They don't have voluntary control over that. Oh, uh, so you're saying? Wait, so can you? I, I, I'm I'm just a I'm just a uh, a layman over here. Can you can you put the connect make the connection between holding your breath and uh, singing and music? Well, you have to have control over your breath to make music, don't you? Um, I mean, there's drumming in that you don't, but, uh, the, it, it, what we think is that the neural circuitry in humans for, uh, music and, um, dance came before language. Uh, so, cause, and it had to, because I mean, voluntary holding breath, that's a major, uh, adaptation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's, to me, it sounds like you're describing like, uh, a fusion, like a combination of some aquatic creature and an ape, and that's what made us like a hippo, like type of thing, like right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it's true or not. There's there's a, some evidence for it, and uh, the the very large brains that we have um, pretty much would have required the only way they could have evolved is through eating shellfish. Eating shellfish. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, how does that have to do with a big brain? Omega threes and fatty acids and all oh. that stuff. Yeah. My Wait, God. Wait. Uh, so fatty acids and omega three is connected to our brain evolving? Yeah. Wow. Are so is that why it's like they're good for us to be eating now potentially? Sweet. I love salmon and lox. <laughs> there you go. Um, although you got to use the seafood watch app, everybody to know when to get your seafood. That's right. Yeah. Let's uh, protect our oceans here. Um, see, I have learned something from doing the podcast. (laughs) Um, okay. So let's got, we got to talk about human stinking. There's a lot of lines. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of apes that complain or make fun of us for stinking. So that, that had two questions come to me so number one is like why do we stink so much yeah naturally and then like number two what does that compare to apes as far as smell yeah apes don't smell like we do we're stinky um apes smell better than us yeah wow i i, I see so you're so apes that you're saying your experience with apes is that they don't smell bad no, because they don't sweat in that way. They, then another thing about the, the skin with the uh, aquatic ape theory. Uh, we just have a wow. different kind of... Um, the, the what? Oh, the aquatic ape theory. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So this is accurate. And so some people have said that, you know, we're, so we're bipedal. We have this bipedal habit that is for reducing the amount of sun on us and for um, stamina. Uh, and so sweating and being smelly is part of that adaptation complex. Mm. See, I was thinking that maybe it was just like, cause I had this question too about the smell, uh, Ethan, and it was, uh, basically the same question you had, but then I was like, well, you know, humans maybe don't have as much access to like water or like they're, they're lower on the, uh, have lower economic status in this world. So maybe they just don't, they don't have access to what the, the apes have. And that was like my, my thought on that, but there's actually a scientific answer to this. It sounds it is, but I think what they were, um, referring to, you know, the, the repeating historical narratives of others having smells, you know, like right. they said that about the Jews and they said that, you know, uh, right, right. Yeah. So I think they're, 
Well, I think what they're trying to highlight is that these these issues that we talk about are cyclical and they just plague humanity on and on. I mean, the the you know the racial um, and political or sexual politics in there they are no different than they were in '68. That's what right. shocked me is that um, <laughs> it's really about basically the same. Yeah. And yeah. actually, I even found that offensive uh, that, I mean, if we're allowed to be offended by a movie like this. Um, we are. Yeah, absolutely. The original movie was uh, was trying to get at, um, you know, these uh, the, the inherent racism and sexism and xenophobia and all these things in humans. But then when you go to the 2001, suddenly everybody's white. Um, there's you know it's it's very dated to our eyes only 20 years later and mm -hmm. i thought that they downplayed the racial issues as almost like um that's not a problem anymore that was in the old stuff right right and and the apes were the ones who in this one who were xenophobic or whatever right like yeah 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 you're i think that's a really good point why and why that why this movie doesn't really hold up in that way yeah, and I was yeah. really um, uh, most intrigued by the sexual politics, um, which now right. we would go to town on that, but then it was uh, just normal human stuff. What about yeah. washing with petals of flowers? Yeah, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> do you no. do that? <laughs> well, I do, but... <laughs> Hanging upside down, of course. Um, no, I, I thought that went back to uh, the Jungle Book with King Louis. Oh, right. I think also they're trying to make the point of um, that we think we're so civilized and we have all these technologies and arts and culture and, and that's what makes us uh, better than them. And uh, then when the chimps have all that too, you know, it's really used as an elitist kind of, uh, they think they're better because they're using roll pe rose petals. Right, yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, so this one I gotta have answered somehow because the ape, um, and I once again can't remember his name, but like the, the military ape, uh, uh, Thade. Th Thade. Yeah, so Thade, uh punches mark Wahlberg of like a bunch of times <laughs> and i was thinking like i can't take a punch from anybody obviously but i certainly i assume could not take a punch from an ape no right i mean they are like much stronger than us no i, I, mean, I, I think i can answer this one i think mark Wahlberg can take a punch from anything yeah hell yeah <laughs> well okay so my this is my friend he he's actually the guy that discovered siv the origins of siv in monkeys he trapped the first wild monkeys paul isn't paul telfer um but he uh was supposed to go take this blood sample from a wild from a chimpanzee that be, that would belong to a family so he goes there and he's supposed to take this blood sample and he sees it and it's this giant male and named mark and they say oh he's a part of the family but he's you know chained by his neck to the tree so um i don't know if i, I don't do that to my family members but um so my friend comes out and he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to take this sample because this thing is just a, a, a frightening creature. And so he uh, offers him a, uh, the, the chimp offers him some sardines, like a can of sardines. He's, oh, how nice. And he takes one. The chimp eats his hand off. 
Um, and they took uh, five guys to pull them off, and uh, oh yeah, so they're gnarly. Wow. And so this chimp, uh, his name was Mark. So is it possible there's some connection between this chimp and Mark Wahlberg, and and the and the movie? Huh? Inquiring minds want to know. Oh my God, that's so scary. I'm sorry for your friend. Yeah, and he was five days from anywhere. They had to take him, like carry him oh, in no. a palaquin, and there was no morphine and da da da. Oh wow. Well, when when was this? How long ago? That was in uh, 2001. Oh my God! Same wow. year as the movie. See, we're making connections here. When Mark Wahlberg went through that electromagnetic storm in the movie, it affected our real world. Oh yeah, my God! Chimps got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. God. Okay, that's really scary stuff. Um, well, unfortunately, we are running short on time. I have so many ape questions. We're gonna have to do a sequel. I, I think there were several sequels of this. Uh, yeah. Well, not I, not the Tim Burton uh, franchise. Uh, the uh, reimagining of Planet of the Apes came started in two thousand nine, I believe, and is unrelated to the canon of of this this movie. Well, I can't say that for sure. Minute. So, are you telling me that our cliffhanger ending of this movie, where he gets to Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> is never uh, solved? It's they don't they don't answer that. Uh, that's right. There is no follow-up to that. The 2009 oh. version has James Franco in it, and it's a completely different origin story about, like, ape intelligence Holy that, crap. as far as I know, does not connect to the world that Tim Burton created. They're supposed yeah. to be good, though. The new ones are supposed to be intriguing. They're, yeah, it's more of like a... Yeah, they tried to, like, go f far away from what the 2001 one did. Hey, Ethan, can I ask a rapid-fire question to, uh, oh, to Dr. Uh, Tamsin here? Um, yes. One question I've been wanting to know is, can apes ride horses? Uh, huh. <laughs> you know what? I bet we can find out, because I bet that Bonzo, Reagan's chimpanzee, probably rode a horse, if anyone did. And would that be a okay. humane thing? I don't see why not. <laughs> well, I don't know. The horses probably might get freaked out. And another question: You said you refer to the your your chimps as your family members. Is this because you like you become adopted into your the baboons? Say you spent time with in Ethiopia, you you become adopted into their family. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that would be a good family for me. I mean, my family's rough, but baboon family. <laughs> I see. They were pushy, man. I would have to throw out my corn and feed them, and the big males would run up behind me and push me. So I, I'm going to say no. Okay. Thank you. And have you ever been to Wahlburgers, the fast food chain owned by Mar <laughs> the Wahlberg family, including Mark Wahlberg? What? A Marky Mark burger? Yeah. Mar <laughs> founders Paul Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, multiple locations across the U.S., I have not been. I'd love wow. to try. Wow. I've actually never been either. Oh, Marky Markberger. Okay, I'm in. Okay, so we're all going to have to, for the sequel, not only watch the next Planet of the Apes, but we're also going to have to go to Wahlburgers. Yeah, we might have to we might, we might have to record there. Yeah. We'll a, yeah, we'll do a live recording. <laughs> we'll do a live recording with everyone that's also in there. They won't know what we're doing. That's right. Yeah. We didn't even mention Charlton Heston with the NRA thing. Oh, right. That was the classic yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. And he said his same line in that. Yeah. 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 
Well, you know we're all big Charlton Heston fans around here. Well, of course. <laughs> um actually you reminded me nick when you were talking about the horses so i'll get i'll get a lightning question in here before we go uh they say in uh, mark Wahlberg says in the movie that horses are great swimmers uh i think they are okay good to know i hadn't i had no idea i was shocked at that yeah they're ancestors of hippos and tapers which are um i mean they're not ancestors but they're in that group oh wow okay didn't know that yeah watery bunch Oh, a watery bunch. One one thing I wanted to point out that scientifically seemed very inaccurate was real quick, you know, is uh, okay. Well, first that 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 space station said that it's like I took like a screen cap where it says where Mark Wahlberg says I'm sorry, Captain Leo Davidson played by Mark Wahlberg says uh, uh, that nuclear power on this space station is supposed to last forever, <laughs> and then it just has <laughs> yeah, yeah. as power, and then also when he gets in the pod to go back. Uh, he's they're by Saturn and it looks like it takes him just like I don't know an hour to get back to Earth from Saturn <laughs> oh my god it took him like 15 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a tiny pod too uh-huh. and and yeah. how come how come the ship I mean all their fancy equipment and they don't know what the pod's doing like even my iPhone <laughs> does that right 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 yeah it's that's so funny too that they like not only got a bunch of ape science incorrect but they couldn't even get like spaceship accurate at all they were whatever they said whatever to everything here they were making predictions um, from like the year 1999 2000 and what it would look like eight years from now you know right yeah exactly Um, okay, well, listen, thank you both. I, I do s- severely appreciate you guys watching the movie and coming on to the show. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, please follow me on Instagram, uh, Luciano underscore Nick underscore. Um, I will be posting some videos on there soon. You can also, from there, you can find my uh, Instagram, Overwatch Dad Emotes. Uh, I make, a, I make uh, I've, I've made videos with my dad where he reenacts uh emotes in video games you can watch this on youtube as well at uh, nick luciano and um yeah my dad and i over the years have just made some some videos that are very fun and um posting some short films on my youtube as well great okay yeah. i look forward to it uh keeping it in the family that's lovely generational humor um and uh, uh dr Tamsin Wooly Barker, obviously people need to get teaming the book. Um, but if there's anything else you want to tell people about, please do. Yeah, well, I got a bunch of new books coming out. So this is going to be uh, including a second edition of teaming. Um, so that's going to be a lively rest of the year. But um, people can visit teaminnovationgroup.com. And that's with two E's. And uh, I actually just started a Patreon where people can follow this stuff. And then inside the Patreon will be all kinds of courses and other information and cool stuff. So, and it's all, I think it's only um, like $7 a month to join or something really cheap. Awesome. Okay. What's that Patreon? Uh, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, that's out of my, um, my pay grade. To find that but um <laughs> i think you can i think you can go to teaminnovationgroup.com and you will see it there uh okay and then awesome. the last thing is that um if you ever want to come to a workshop and immersion at uh, borrego desert um at the build or if you want to come to panama and do one there we are we would love to see you 
Okay, fantastic. Wait, an, yes. an immersion workshop? Is this is this where we learn how to uh, how we are a super organism that can work together to build infinite wealth on a finite planet? Correct. Yeah. And I got all kinds of new stuff on how to do that. So it's actually really fresh. I don't think anyone else is doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds really cool, unique, and uh, I'm in. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And uh, Hugo Araujo is going to join us too, and he's uh, uh, an old biomimic as well. Excellent. Okay, well, can't wow. wait for that. Thank you so much again, and uh, and we'll talk uh, for the next Planet of the, of the Apes, uh, which... It has nothing to do with this planet of the apes, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, y'all. Thank you very much. Very nice to meet you, Dr. Tamson. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bad Science is a Seeker podcast produced by Emily Feld and me, Ethan Edinburgh. The executive producer is Brett Kushner, and our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver, but it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.